Welcome to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Crystal Washington. Today, we're going to discover powerful strategies for packing a punch from the stage. First, we'll have Tamsin Webster share how we can tell more compelling stories. Next, we'll have the Patricia Fripp, CPAE, give us tactics for crafting world-class presentations. Do you want to speak at Influence 2020, National Speakers Association's annual convention? Chair Sylvie D'Augusto and Bill Stainton will share information on how you can apply. We'll close with an update from our president, Anna Liotta. Are you ready? Let's go. So I'm super excited to have a very special guest on this segment of BOE. We have the Tamson Webster. Now, when it came time to really interview someone and dive deep into how to tell a compelling story, I could think of no one better than Tamson because I've had the pleasure of working with her myself on one of my own talks, and I saw the difference in how the audience received the information. Now, Tamson's a really unique speaker because not only does she keynote all around the world and have these wonderful accolades and this great background in business and marketing, but on top of that, she works with clients on over a hundred ideas a year. And I'll let Tamson explain a little bit more about what we mean by ideas. So Tamson, thank you so much for joining us on Voices of Experience. I'm so excited to be here, Crystal. Thank you. So when we talk about you working on a hundred ideas a year, what does that look like? Well, that looks like is uh, the work I'm doing with clients, both individuals and organizations to help them really understand not only where the power is in these great big ideas that they have that they want to get in the world, but probably more importantly, how best to make the case for that. How to explain those ideas to other people. So, you know, and I, you and I have all had the experience and most of the listeners do, particularly for an influencer, someone says, hey, what do you speak about? Or you're working on a new keynote. What is it? And I think a lot of us struggle with a quick, crisp, clean answer to that question. Um, I work with people to be able to summarize their idea in an irresistible way um, in as quickly and as powerfully as they can. So in, a, in the age of TED speaking, TED Talks, and, and sometimes these kind of micro approaches, my question is, is storytelling a skill unique to keynoters or do all speakers benefit from sharing compelling stories in this way that you're talking about concisely? I, all speakers do. And, and I think all business people do. I, I, you mentioned I have a very strong and long background in business and marketing and in message strategy. And the reason why stories are so powerful is because we, all of us humans take information and create stories out of it. And that's how we make sense of the world. Something doesn't make sense to us because somehow there's a piece of the story that's missing. We don't know who's responsible or why they're doing something or what's going to happen or what happened. You know, if we don't have all of those pieces, it doesn't make sense. As professional speakers, what information should we obtain for our clients prior to our talk creation? Because it sounds like you're saying we almost have to get in their head to know what they're thinking to fill in the gaps and anticipate. So what kind of questions should we be asking as we're developing our talks? Oh, absolutely. So I think one of the most important things to be thinking about and talking to your clients ahead of time is what 
it is really centered around the language that they're using now to describe the questions that are front and center. Now, see, we as speakers, particularly have been out there for a while, like, you know, you have this amazing answer to something. Like, you have figured out the best way to approach a particular problem or to answer a particular question. And the tendency for us is to just lead with that. Mm. But we forget that that's not where our audience is. Our audience in a lot of times is asking what we would consider to be the quote unquote wrong question. We say, well, we know the answer is that you need to uh, focus on success and not happiness. But right now they're asking the question, how can I be more happy? Ah. And so when we're talking to our clients, we need to understand what's the language they're using now, because that's where every story and the story of the idea that's in your key you know, has to start. Um, it has to start with what does somebody know now so that you can move to them. So that's one of the first places. What are those questions are people already asking that your topic, your talk has the answer to? And then make sure that early in the talk, you are using that language so that people hear that because all great stories have a quest and the audience wants to hear what quest this talk is. Are there any brainstorming tools or processes you would recommend for talk creation when we're thinking about kind of telling this compelling story? Yeah. Well, the first overarching point I want to say is that I think the most compelling talks are the ones that feel like a story even though they aren't necessarily a single story from beginning to end. Mm. I mean, some of us have these amazing stories of climbing Everest or some other, you know, these or like whatever our story may be. Um, and some of us don't, like I don't have any grand story like that. And so I had to figure out how to make my information feel like a story. And so that's, that's, the, that's kind of the first big point is mm-hmm. um, make sure that you have this overarching narrative of your talk into which your smaller stories can fit. And again, there are some great resources within NSA on how to tell us a specific story super well. Kelly Swanson comes immediately to mind. Um, But when you're thinking about how do I structure this whole talk, how do I tell the story, the idea, um, the the quickest version of this process that I can tell people is to follow the key points of a story. So first, Mm -hmm. what is that thing that people want? And the thing that they know they want. Second, what's the, ask yourself, what's the real problem that's getting in the way? Now, key here, it can't be a problem that they already know about. So if they say, well, I'm struggling with this thing, you can't be, well, like the real problem is you're struggling with this thing. Cause they're going to be like, well, no, duh. Like I know that. So it should be what problem of perspective is how I like to think about it is mm. getting in their way. So let's say somebody is trying to focus on productivity. They are asking that question. And you could say, for instance, well, the problem is so often with productivity, we're thinking about efficiency mm-hmm. and we're thinking at about efficiency as the end and the means itself when in actuality isn't another part of what we're looking for, effectiveness. Ah. So try to get this two-part problem of perspective that you can summarize in a single pair like a pair of single words or short phrases like efficiency, effectiveness, you know, happiness versus success, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Then the third thing is to look for a self-evident truth. And I, and I mean this, a, a, a fact that the audience would readily agree with, already agrees with, you know, oftentimes someplace else in their experience that explains why that new perspective you just introduced is impossible to ignore, right? Mm. So if we talk about efficiency and effectiveness, and people are talking about um, productivity, we could build off of a self-evident truth like haste makes waste, right? And you could say something like productivity haste equals employee waste, 
right? Or efficiency waste. Mm-hmm. You know, so something where you're taking something that they go, ah, you know, I know this is true over here. And since you've just brought it into this context, I can agree that it's true in this, in this situation as well. Ah. But that's super important because what happens is a lot of times we oftentimes skip from problem to solution, mm-hmm. but unless somebody gets a deep seated, like they already believe it, understanding of why that problem is such a problem, mm-hmm. they're not going to move. So oh. find that truth. Um, and then the fourth thing is what is the high level shift in thinking your behavior? And this is a single shift. So if you think about any great story, you know, the big change of the main character comes as a result of the moment of truth. So that's why we have that piece, Mm -hmm. but it's not like, and he decides, or she decides to do three different things, right? There's one big shift and that's what you need to identify for your audience as well. What's that one big shift. And then finally, what are the actions that they can put into place? You know, whether it's a process that you've developed or different areas you can apply or criteria that need to be in place, but what needs to be there in order for that change? So goal, problem, truth, change, action. And you've got the baseline structure of any story. Oh my gosh. So for those of you listening that don't know, Tamsin has a system she's developed called the red thread. And that's basically what she just walked us through. And it is an ingenious way to structure your talks. Like I said, I've, I use it now. It's, it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And she's kind enough to make it available for our NSA members. So you all can go behind the NSA member area for the podcast and you're able to download that. If you're not an NSA member, you probably should be, so then you get a hold of it. Uh, but Tamsin, thank you so much for joining us today on Voices of Experience. You have helped all of us develop better talks. Now that we know how to construct a talk with a compelling idea, let's discover how to polish that talk and keep our audiences salivating, wanting more. On this episode of Voices of Experience, we are extremely excited to have the Patricia Fripp. Now, if you do not know who Patricia Fripp is, that means that you've probably been in hiding for the past, I don't know how many years, but she was our very first woman president of NSA. She's a 42-year member of the organization, and for over 20 years, she was in demand as a keynote speaker, and then successfully parlayed that into being in demand as an executive speech coach and sales presentation skills trainer. Thank you so much for being with us today, Patricia. Absolutely my pleasure. So we're just going to go ahead and get into this because I know everyone's excited to hear your tips and tools and insights about improving a keynote talk. So my question for you is, for those of us that want to evaluate ourselves honestly, what is the difference between a good and a great speaker? I will start by saying it's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. Mm. But from my point of view, when I listen to a speaker, I want them to immediately come out and grab my attention. The purpose of an opening of a presentation is to arouse interest in the subject. So get to the point fast. I want to be know very clearly what the premise or the central theme of their presentation is mm-hmm. and to see some structure. Okay. For example... If somebody says my speech, in my speech you will learn four pillars and 50 minutes into an hour keynote, they're still on the second pillar. That is not a (laughs) well-constructed speech. Okay. And how do they go from one topic to the next? 
mm-hmm. a seamless transition. I remember listening to Al Walker deliver a keynote and I was salivating on his transitions. Mm. They were so smooth and logical. And a presentation that is great mm-hmm. includes every part of the audience mm-hmm. because many of the presentations we deliver, they are made up of multiple parts of a company or association. So to include everyone and to be able to walk out and we could repeat three or four of the more important ideas or key points. Okay. Now, much of what we've talked about so far, as professional speakers, we're looking at it from our perspective, but do you use the same process to help executives improve their talks as you do professional speakers? Well, most of the executives, there are some aspects I will use, but most of my corporate clients are more driven by PowerPoint. Mm. And my process is I always ask the first question, where were you born? What did your parents do? What advice did they give you that helped shape who you are? I want a timeline of their life Mm -hmm. because although they are talking about what this subject is, what their strategy is at the moment, my goal is to help their audience see the person behind the position. So Mm -hmm. I have to find a a part that shows their humanness. And the question Mm. that most of my executives ask, do people want to hear these personal stories? Well, of course, Mm -hmm. to see the person of who you are, which they are more likely to work hard for. You Mm. respect a position. You work hard for the person. Whereas Mm. you never have to sell a speaker on the power of stories. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, we're talking about crafting the keynote speech and having the stories included within them. Is there a best way to craft that keynote? Yes. First of all, the creative process is messy. Therefore, start with a yellow pad, a whiteboard, a flip chart, and you don't so much sit down and write a speech as much as you develop a speech. Mm -hmm. And you can record ideas and you might have conversations with people and you think oh that would be good in here so you you collect the ideas that are going to go in your presentation okay and that is messy powerpoint is tidy and i'm not saying don't use powerpoint i use powerpoint but that is the last part of the process okay so then whiteboard Mm -hmm. what is your big idea And look at this from the point of view of the audience. Mm -hmm. And we can sell the subject or we can sell the result of the subject. Oh. So, for example, with the American Payroll Association, every year I deliver a presentation called Selling Yourself and Your Ideas. Okay. Now, the premise that I introduce, I could say every payroll manager can sell themselves and their ideas. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh. Oh, yes, I want to do that. How do I? If I'm selling the result, the premise is every payroll manager can get promoted. Oh, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. So we have to know, are we selling the subject or are we selling the result of what our subject is? But you have to have what is the big idea, the central theme. Okay. And then 
How do you prove your premise? What are the talking points, the actions that will get you the big idea? Mm -hmm. And that's the skeleton. You need a very clear skeleton under the flesh of your words. Okay. That's what the speech structure is. Then you think, what is the best way to open and close? You don't necessarily come up with these first unless you, as a professional, mm -hmm. you would have probably a handful of your favorite openings the way you get into almost any speech. Mm -hmm. Executives don't have that, so I have to find that for them. Okay. And then you develop very clearly your chunks of content so that it's easy for you to remember and it's easy for the audience to follow you. So when you introduce an idea, mm -hmm. do you give me an explanation of what you mean by that? Do you give me an example What's the action the, the audience would take if they like your idea? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in this case, when we talk about, you said we basically need a, a well-constructed skeleton. And yes. then we're putting the pieces on after that. So let's say that someone does have a, a good skeleton, okay? Yes. Let's, let's, say, let's say we're looking at a seasoned NSA professional. What if they wanted to improve their presentations? What advice would you have for them? Oh, this is so easy and so few do it. Okay. You take a live presentation. You were there, the audience loved you, or it was just okay. Okay. But you take a live presentation, not edited for a demo, mm -hmm. and you have it transcribed. Okay. And you read what came out of your mouth. Mm. And we are often horrified we didn't realize what we said and i would get a yellow highlighter mm -hmm. and you go down you highlight every eye you would not speak and not say i but you don't want to start every paragraph with an i right. how can you rephrase the sentence you find all the areas and we all have our overdone phrases or words that we use mm -hmm. underline those so that perhaps you can eliminate or replace okay and because i am known for one phrase specificity builds credibility i would circle bunches and tons and things and stuff and replace it okay. for example if it's not fruit it's not a bunch if you can't weigh it it's not tons okay so for example you don't get a ton of ideas at NSA. No, you might have 18 pages of notes mm -hmm. and 12 immediately actionable ideas, but you don't have tons. You don't have bunches. Mm -hmm. And the question I ask all my clients more than any other, if it weren't a thing, what would it be? And when I hear a speaker stand up and say, I'm going to give you 10 things, I want to scream. Oh, no. Give me a specific. Right. 10 ideas, strategies, tactics, formulas, techniques. Give me a valuable sounding word. You know what's interesting? When you said that, Patricia, like I felt my mouth salivating. It was almost like I could bite into the concept better versus that thing the way that you describe it and all the different terms you can use instead, it, it, it creates like this visceral reaction. So that's very interesting. Is, are there any parting words you'd like to give to maybe even our newer NSA members that, you know, they're sitting there and they have their talk and they feel like it's good enough. How often do you think we should review our materials to improve? On a regular basis. And we can all define what regular is. 
I would always recommend all speakers at the beginning of our careers to develop your core talk. Often people say, I want you help developing four speeches. No, develop one people want to hear. Because <laughs> okay. it's not that easy to create a masterpiece. Right. And then the idea is once you've got your core presentation, the real secret mm-hmm. is really what does the audience think? So what we do, we develop our great speech and we extend by personalizing for our clients by asking questions, by becoming mystery shoppers, by becoming customers. That is the way you develop a world-class presentation. Notice how Patricia Fripp shared what our guest David Newman said last week regarding selling outcomes. When two of NSA's most successful speakers speak in agreement, we should probably listen. Now that you have the tools you need to polish up your talks, why not deliver one at Influence 2020, the National Speakers Association's annual convention? Let's hear from our chairs, Bill Staten and Sylvie D'Agusto. Thanks, Crystal. Hello, Sylvie. Hello, Bill. Well, we're heading into the holidays, so that means that 2020 is right around the corner. And that means that Influence 2020 is right around the corner. That's right. And we are super excited because this year we have designed Influence around five core tracks, five areas of expertise that have a direct impact on your business. Track number one is all about business and revenue, with topics like automation, staffing, product development, and business models. Track two is a deep dive into sales and marketing, featuring sessions on lead identification, outreach campaign strategies, sales conversations, or community building. Track three is about platform and performance skills, where we'll bring you sessions on things like stage presence, keynote structure, story development, and humor techniques. We are very excited to have a track devoted to technology and disruption. You will learn about platform and audience interaction tools, virtual reality or artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, or all those advanced technology trends. And our fifth track is all about life and well-being. Because there's more to this business than just delivering content and making money. Although that's, that's, that's a pretty good part. It is. In this track, we'll take a speaker-centric look at topics like mental and physical health, family life and parenting, diversity and inclusion, travel hacks, and safety and security. It's like having five completed labs all at the same time. You can stick with one track for the entire conference or pick and choose the sessions that are the best fit for you. You know, we have designed what we think is a great outline for Influence 2020, but now we need you to help us bring it to life. We are looking for presenters for our five tracks, and the call for proposals is now open. If you'd like to submit a proposal, go to nsaspeaker.org, then click on Events. Scroll down to Influence 2020 and click on that. Up at the top, you'll see Call for Proposals. Click on that and you're on your way. Or you can just look for the email from NSA, which has a direct link. Yeah, I I suppose you you could do that. Well, because my way, you just have to click once, while Bill has you clicking like 50 times. Hey, I didn't design the system. But Sylvie? Yes? Is there a deadline? Why, yes, there is. The call for proposals closes on December 3rd at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. 
So don't put it off. We want you to be part of Influence 2020. Let's listen in for a word from our president, Ana Layada, as she shares the latest added value updates with the National Speakers Association. Entrepreneurs, we know that working from our core values brings an elevated power and performance to our life and our business. The values of NSA have always been a source of pride and connection for our community. Nearly a year ago, we codified our values, and this year we're creating moments of celebration of our values in action. Our five core NSA values are abundant generosity, elevating excellence, intentional language, honorable innovation, and uplifting humanity. As president, I've had the honor of visiting our chapters across the country, and many of our chapters have been creating values and action moments by sharing the NSA values at their chapter meetings. NSA Georgia selected one value to share and highlight at their meeting. NSA Mountain West wove their theme of the year around one of the values. This month, we highlight the value of elevating excellence. Its core tenets are that we recognize, celebrate, and teach excellence in both the art and business of speaking. We feature experts and diverse examples of industry-leading excellence. We are committed to lifelong improvement. When I share with professional peers, colleagues, or friends about NSA, this value of elevating excellence is one thing that I share is core to bringing us back year after year. Each month, we see dozens of peers receiving their 10, 15, and 20-year pins, demonstrating this value through their continued commitment to lifelong improvement. Winter Conference 2020, The Sales Playbook, co-chaired by Lori Guest, CSP, and Sam Richter, CSP, is another great example of excellence. In fact, earlier this year, Top Sales World published their list of the top 50 keynoters. And I'm delighted to share that 100% of the Winter Conference main stage sales experts are on that list. And it's all happening February 28th through March 1st in Houston, Texas. And we've demonstrated excellence by selling out the CSP CPAE Summit. The many stages of the entrepreneurial journey are exciting, but it can also be daunting too, knowing that NSA and my peers are ready and willing to share their wisdom, their lessons learned, and to continuously challenge and encourage me to take my business and my life to the next level. Well, that's priceless. We'd love to hear an NSA values in action moment from your life, your chapter, or your NSA journey. You can find our values at nsaspeaker.org backslash values. Do you want to download Tamsin's Red Thread tool? Members can go to nsaspeaker.org forward slash VOE podcast to download it right now. Be sure to tune in to our weekly Voices of Experience episodes on your favorite podcast platform, YouTube, and the National Speakers Association's social media profiles. Have you already subscribed to our podcast? Make sure that you're sharing it as well. The next time an aspiring speaker approaches you, direct them to this fabulous NSA resource. Now, are you a consultant or would you like to offer consulting in your speaking business? Be sure to tune in next week when we'll discuss high-dollar consulting and executive coaching.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.